When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, and I'm super psyched that you're here today. Since you're listening to this episode, I'm willing to bet that there's some kind of positive change you want to make, whether that's busting out of an old habit or creating a new one or both. One of the most common barriers to making a positive change is time, and we are going to talk about how to bust through that barrier. But first, I want to ask you a quick favor. Would you answer a one-question survey? There's a link to it in the show notes right there in your podcast app. I recently went from five episodes a week to three episodes a week, and I am loving it. It feels so fun and easy to create these episodes for you. But I'm curious how you're finding it. So I created this survey. Please come answer the question. Tell me the truth. I can handle it. And while you're there, I have some other optional questions that you don't have to answer, but if you did, it would really help me help you. I'm just trying to get to know my audience a little bit better, and this would really help. Again, the link is in the show notes. And now let's get back to talking about how to find the time to make the changes you want to make. We tell ourselves things like, I just don't have time, or there aren't enough hours in the day. And over time, telling yourself that you don't have enough time to do the things you want and need to do creates a feeling of what behavioral economists call time poverty. Dr. Cassie Holmes, professor of marketing and behavioral decision-making at the UCLA Anderson School of Management and author of the book Happier Hour, whom I interviewed on a previous episode, which I'm linking to in the show notes, explains it this way. Time poverty is the sense of not having enough time to do all the things you want and need to do, and it can actually be lessened by making time for those things that really do matter. I just want to make sure that you heard what she said. The way to lessen your experience of time poverty is to do the things that you're wishing you had more time to do. It sounds like a riddle, I know, but it speaks to how powerful and important it is to do those things that are calling to you. I hope that by listening to this episode, you'll realize that time is not 100% barring the door to those new things that you are craving. Time is kind of finite. We get 24 hours in a day, but the clock magically resets every day. So as long as we're living, we get 24 brand spanking new hours every night at midnight. It's not like the time isn't there. Plus, if your child or partner or friend or even a stranger barged into your room right now with a massive head wound, you wouldn't say, I don't have time to take you to the hospital. You would drop everything and go and life would go on and you'd still get 24 hours again the next day. The time is there 
It's up to us to use it for the things that matter. I get that starting a new habit, like for me, my new habit is doing more planning of my days because I find it helps me get more done and spend less time stressing about the things I didn't get done, isn't exactly as urgent as tending to a life-threatening injury. But, you know, spending weeks, months, years, decades not doing the things that are calling to your heart can be equally devastating. Although, yes, the pain is spread out into longer periods of time. I also get that there are certain times in your life when your time is not as much your own as you might like it to be. Parenting comes to mind. Intense periods when you're dealing with big stuff. You may legitimately not have time to throw yourself into a new activity whole hog, but there are ways that you can work it in. Maybe, for example, you can't do a full week-long meditation retreat, even though you really want to because you have kids and a job, but you can do an at-home version to the best of your ability for now and build your practice to the extent that you are able, knowing that the seeds you plant now will grow into something bigger later. So how does the riddle of spending time on things you want to do make you feel like you have more time work? Here's how Cassie Holmes explains it. When you invest time in things that fill you up, you increase your sense of self-efficacy and your experience of positive emotions that then make you feel like you have more time. That means this idea that there's not enough time is kind of like platform nine three quarters in the Harry Potter movies. It looks like a brick wall until you just run right through it. So how do you run right through it? That's when I'm breaking down right after the break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Funnily enough, the positive change that I've been trying to make, which is to get better at planning how I spend my time, is precisely what can help you break out of your time poverty. Whatever important thing you are wanting to do, whether it's eat healthier, exercise more, go to bed earlier, spend more time with friends or family or doing a hobby or launching a side hustle or traveling, you name it, whatever it is, you have to schedule time to do it. You put it in your calendar the same way you'd put a doctor's appointment or a work deadline in there. And when you do that, you give your desires the same weight as your obligations. And right off the bat, that makes you feel less like your time is not your own. You feel less powerless and more powerful. It also helps you not continually think about that activity that you haven't been doing, despite the fact that you really want to be doing it. You don't have to continually remember that you're not doing it and then feel bad because you're not doing it. This way, when you do remember that you really want to do more yoga at home, for example, you'll be able to rest easy knowing that you've put it in your calendar for five o'clock this evening, after work, but just before dinner. And you can look forward to it and feel relief, which are two of those positive emotions that Cassie Holmes was talking about in the first half of the show. And that's before you even do it. Think about the enjoyment you're going to feel when you're actually doing those yoga poses and the satisfaction that you'll have when it's over. I know that actually taking the time that you've scheduled to do the thing can feel hard, especially at first when you're building the new habit. 
there is a period of time where you'll just have to accept that it feels hard and you have to basically force yourself to actually stop doing whatever it was that you were doing and go do the new thing that you want to be doing that's in your calendar. The good news is that it won't always feel hard. Thanks to neuroplasticity, you will form new pathways in your brain that will make whatever new habit you're trying to build less effortful. It doesn't mean you won't get off track when you get sick or swamped at work or something else out of the ordinary happens, but it does mean the day-to-day experience of, it's too hard to find the time to do this thing, will lessen. It can become just part of what you do. There's just one caveat that even when you've built a new habit of carving out time to do the thing you want to do, you will probably still try to talk yourself out of it at least some of the time, maybe even all of the time. I swear, I tried to talk myself out of practicing yoga for about 20 years. Before every class or every time I rolled out my mat at home, I tried and tell myself all the other things I could be doing instead, whether that was something productive or something unproductive like watching a show. I had to remind myself every single time how much better I would feel after. I still try to talk myself out of it sometimes. I can report that it does get easier to ignore that inner naysaying voice, even though it doesn't necessarily go away. The formula then is put it in your calendar. And then when the time comes around, don't listen to your excuses and just get started. Getting started is the hardest part. Once you're there, those positive emotions will carry you through. And if for some very legitimate reason, the time you blocked off turns out to not be doable, move it to another time on your calendar right away. Don't tell yourself you'll figure out another time later. Odds are you won't. It's a lot easier to move something than it is to remember to schedule it in the first place, which is why I always recommend scheduling your next appointment at the end of your current visit, even if you're not sure you're going to want that appointment. But that's a subject for another episode, which I will also link to in the show notes. Here's how Wendy Wood, best-selling author of Good Habits, Bad Habits, and provost professor of psychology and business at the University of Southern California, describes the practice of creating a new habit. This is from her book, Good Habits, Bad Habits. Until we have laid down a habit in neural networks and memory systems, we must willfully decide to repeat a new action again and again, even when it's a struggle. At some point, It becomes second nature, and we can sit back and let autopilot drive. Until that autopilot kicks in, schedule it, then ignore your naysaying voice. According to research completed by Wendy Wood's lab, it takes about 66 days to transform something novel into old hat. So you'll get plenty of practice in not listening to your own BS. That's it from me this week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 